0: welcome back to millennial pagan podcast the podcast that aims to discuss issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective focusing on how millennials intend to affect witchcraft magic and polytheistic worship i'm your host autumn wolf
1: and Jared stone well. and uh in studio today we have Duran the Badger Bard. Thank you for having me along tonight. Badger, yes. badger, badger,
2: badger.
1: badger. Uh, so what, why don't we just go ahead and uh, dive right in. How, how did we find the Badger Bard?
0: The Badger Bard found me. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was
1: lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now you're found. No, actually, you know, you tell it best, actually, how, how you um, discovered the autumn wolf. <laughs>
2: (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I've been involved with paganism for years. Oh, my goodness. Since uh, Really, I was 10 years old and formally in 1985 um, uh, when I got initiated. And then um, I had an incident that kind of made me just drop out of it. I ran into some people that, shall we say, were not that nice. And the wife and I looked at each other and said, maybe this is the wrong thing we're doing right now. So we just walked away. We were heavily involved with the community. Here in the Phoenix area, back in um, oh goodness, the early nineties, with Joe Beth court and a number of other groups, and uh, Gand, um, uh, who was um, David Foster, the Druid, and everything else I can think of, and all it just went away, and um, I uh, was kind of lost there for a long time, and and felt the missing thing, and till the goddess said, you know, there's nobody doing your music anymore, which is really my music, and you need to get your butt out there and start singing it again, <laughs> and so I thought, okay, and I, so what do I do? What do I do? Well, I happen to go online and see that there was a meetup for a pagan book talk and i thought what the heck i'll give this a try and the wife said a meetup who are you going out there to meet i'm coming with you
1: so my <laughs> wife sat in
2: the background to make sure everything was kosher and uh, uh that's um that's that's he before making sure everything's okay and um uh, here i am after all these years heavily involved back in the community again and glad to be a part of not only the pagan prides but this podcast and recording music and making music and sharing the bardic path and magic and music with everybody thank you yeah.
0: Thank you. I, no.
1: Yeah, I really, I really do like that. Um, just, j- just for, from finding somebody, you know, the, the the meetup page, that's one of the biggest things that we try to push out there into the community. If you guys don't know in your area who to go, who to who to see, who to meet up with, mm-hmm. that's definitely use use your resources because something like this can happen to you, where you get back into a community or find the community that you that you're meant to be in. Definitely. And some people will
2: wander, but are never quite lost. So I'm just glad to be back and involved with everything again.
0: And one thing I want to say, just being there, uh, when I came to Phoenix, I wanted something, I wanted something that wasn't there that I didn't, I didn't see yet. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And you, I did it myself. And because of that can-do attitude and how the book club worked out, I then became more encouraged to do more. And the podcast became part of that so you never know what a simple hey i want to meet more pagans in my area so i'm posting this online will turn into Mm -hmm. so that's that's how you came back to us but of course badger bard we need to know your coming of which story how did it all start where are you now what are you calling it
2: where was i when i felt the the funny pool
0: yeah, that first little tug that this this thing that you're starting out with didn't work and this other thing is... Okay, now,
2: do you mean the, the most recent one or back, 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 back at the very beginning? You pick. All right, how about the very beginning? Here I was sitting outside uh, our tiny little apartment complex and there's a small little patio out there. This is back in the day when the hibachi is like really cool and all of a sudden one evening I, I decided I... I just wanted to build a small little fire just to relax and, and just feel the comfort of the fire and this turned into a ritual for the next 20 minutes all I did do was stare into the flames just relaxing and letting my mind wander becoming literally one with that element not quite understanding why this was so interesting it wasn't your typical pyro that's burned stuff down no I just wanted to relax and I found it calming and relaxing as if the fire was talking to me and say hey come keep me company let me ground and center you as it were but I was too young to even know what the hell was going on mm-hmm. but the next night i did it again next night did it again did it for five nights in a row and this is back when um in the late hippie era well hippie came on by when i was not very young of this age i was only you know like eight nine he came by I said this is turning into a real ritual for you isn't it and that's all of a sudden i discovered that i had been directed to do stuff and then here I am, flash forward to 10 years older, and I'm in the back of my mom's car, sitting in the uh, parking lot there, reading this cool book called Bullfinch's Mythology, all about the ancient gods and goddesses, the Greek pantheon, Hera and uh, and Hermes and Zeus and, uh, of course, Thor and Odin. And all of a sudden I felt after I read all that um, that I I had to read it again from cover to cover. I felt these people were lonely. They didn't have anybody to pray to them or talk to them. So I wanted to be their friend. So I started talking and praying to them. Nobody told me to do this. It just kind of started. And it happened. And I felt a very unique kinship, especially originally with the Greek gods Mm -hmm. and goddesses. And they were like the friends that I couldn't quite see. And they were aspects of things that I wanted to kind of reach out and be a part of without even knowing what any of that meant. I had no idea there were even pagans around. I thought they all died out. They were all gone. And, you know, here it is now, the early 1970s. And that led me up into college when the most amazing story happened. Um, I um, felt bad that there there was nothing I could ever find from anybody or anywhere while I was taking astronomy class saying, You know, guys... You know, nobody actually gets together for the holidays of Earth. No one gets together for like an equinox or or the solstice. We should have a party for those days because they're after all Earth holidays and nobody celebrates them. We should do that. So I put together a group called the American Triumphic Society back in 1980 and we met up on the rooftop of the solstice. We looked at Saturn all evening long up there with a telescope on the seventh story of the science building. And then on the solstice we had a big celebration. We had fun at the equinoxes. We were holding ceremonies. We were doing all this cool stuff. And nobody told me I was pagan. <laughs> <laughs> then I ran into a, a pagan later on who said, "Wow, you know what you're doing? That's incredible." Which group are you with? I went, uh, "What do you mean by group? Which which uh, organization or rich or or, or tradition are you?" Uh, tradition? Uh, I don't know. I, I know that's a song from the um, Fiddler on the Roof tradition. Tradition. Beyond that, I had no idea what the, what the hell he was talking about. And that led me on to eventually discover the shamanic way and getting in 1985 involved with Joseph Wilson and been involved heavily uh, with that for many, many years. Picked up the guitar with the Society of Creative Anachronism. I'd I'd always fiddled with it, but now it turned into real uh, passion Mm -hmm. and learning all the music uh, that one could play on it that's folk music. Then I ran into Joe Bethencourt when I moved out here to Phoenix on a job transfer and uh, got heavily involved in learning about the Bardic Path and have been involved with that ever since. So that is a real crash course on how I got into it all. Music's always been an important part of my life. I, I play about uh, 17 different instruments, all the band instruments, um, flute, clarinet, and the baritone sax, and uh, all the brass and uh, the keyboards. I also teach guitar and choir at an elementary school, and... Um, What I'm involved with right now is uh, trying to get some serious energy out there for kids to learn music. Mm -hmm. It has been a major part of my life, and I've been teaching it for now 25 years. It was passionate for me to go ahead and go pro-BARD and get my Master's in Music Ed at ASU. Thank you. Arizona State (laughs) University in 2006. So here I am, a professional and a recording artist and uh, entertainer, as well as an educator, trying to share the energy, the music, and the magic that's unique to the craft of music and the Bardic Arts.
1: You know, I, I actually find the, uh, a bit of a, a kinship there because music has been a big part of my life. Oh, wonderful! And um, there, there, there's nothing as, uh, at least in my opinion, there's nothing as magical as a song. Just, just sitting and either playing a guitar, or playing the piano, just, just something. There, there's, there's something ethereal about music. Mm-hmm.
0: And it <laughs> translates through all languages. It does.
1: All, all languages, all religions, all sects of religions. Every person, without a doubt, has some sort of connection to music, even if they aren't willing to embrace it. Mm -hmm. And
2: it's one of the most elemental parts of magic, which is why it's so fascinating to everybody. Here you are creating and directing energy in a positive way Mm -hmm. to go ahead and cause change. Last time I checked, that was pretty high up there as far as the magical attributes go Mm -hmm. of energy and directing it.
0: Yeah. So my question is, do you perform magic? If so, is it all in a musical way or not?
2: I do both. Um, I do everything and nothing. Uh. You can direct energy with magic and mm-hmm. music. Um, what is uh, unique about it is uh, I've done both of informal spells. I've done um, some ceremonial magic. I've done um, the uh, standard uh, Wiccan magic, uh, Asatru magic, as well as uh, doing just the average everyday magic, which is nothing more than a prayer of energy to someone or something directed. Mm-hmm. And then I found that the music could be used to go ahead and focus what you're doing um because uh what's unique about it is that uh, you can actually get into almost a light trance to focus the energy even more consistently as you go ahead and you think very well and upon those thoughts you try and dwell upon all those things that you can direct as you go ahead and make them so as you find the goddess direct the flow to create the energy that will grow and grow and that's the bardic way that we know that was beautiful I yes. just improv that dear. gift from the Thank goddess. You. This is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to do that to be entertaining. It's actually sincere. Notice how everything got changed and mm-hmm. you got a little more focused and the whole energy shifted. Here we are. We're changing energy. We're changing uh, the, the vo- modulations of the voice as well as the natural energy of magic, directing it into a way
1: that we want to go ahead and create it and do wonderful things with it. And that's the Bardic Arts. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the bardic arts, I know we're going to be doing things a little bit different with uh, with this episode specifically. <laughs> um, we actually uh, have uh, have our bard here singing a couple of songs uh, that we want to actually play for you, so you guys can listen to them, and uh, just just enjoy them.
0: Right. We're going to intermingle them throughout the episode, and we're going to come up on the first one that we're going to play here in just a few minutes, but I have one more question before we take our break and put in that song. So, Badge, Badger, my friend, what is your religious practice as of right now?
2: My religious practice right now, it is a combination of um, – I hate to say, it's a little more eclectic than uh, most people might understand, but it's a combination of um, the uh, path of the Wiccan and the Druids simultaneously along with the Bardic Arts. Because I'm unique as a bard. It's all part of the ancient Druid tradition that I'm learning more and more about. As time goes on, I'm finding these names are kind of meaningless. You know, you're a Druid, you're a Wiccan, you're a Asatru, you're a this, a that, the other thing. We all are users of magic. We all are those that follow a faith and a path. And for me, I actually am the walker between worlds. I'm the one who will go and join every one of those ceremonies, doing parts of them, participating in them, um, maybe even conducting them and directing them and applying music um, if the folks would like uh, in order to help boost the energy, boost the spell, boost the goings-on of the ritual itself. So my path is the unique one. I'm sort of like Anybody remember this old story written by J.R.R. Tolkien a few years ago Mm -hmm. called The Lord of the Rings? Mm -hmm. I'm not Gandalf, but I'm literally the walker between worlds. Don't carry a staff, I carry a guitar. And that's what I use instead of a a wizard's staff. I like that. That's what's kind of scary of the kids at school. They, they see right through me. They point their fingers at me and go,
1: you're a wizard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, oh, boy, they've nailed it. So my religious practice, um, I am um, an ordained Wiccan minister mm-hmm. with um, currently um, uh, a, a member of the clergy of... Um, wonderful group in Mesa uh, by the name of um, Sacred Spiral Pagan Church. I'm also um, applying uh, for membership to be a part of um, the uh, grove, uh, the Phoenix Rising grove out here, Mm -hmm. um, uh, the Druid path. And I'm currently studying um, uh, from the information from Philip Cargom from England on the Order of Bards, Bards, Ovates, and Druids formalized Mm -hmm. course. And I'll tell you, man. And I thought it was tough just to get your master's in music
1: ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're 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 kind of just cramming three different uh, three different aspects together into one in that, in, that, in that point.
2: Sounds like what the gods and goddesses do all the time. I
1: know, right? Think yeah. about it. <laughs>
0: if you're in the Phoenix area and are interested in either of those two groups that he just mentioned, you want to go back and listen to our Pagan Pride episode where we talk to two different people from both of those groups. Mm-hmm. Also coming up in our next episode is the person who talked about Grove of the Rising Phoenix, Mark Bailey.
2: Nice. Very good.
0: We're going to take a very short break.
2: Hello, I'm Duran the Bard, known as the Badger Bard, and I'd like to sing for you, Lady, We Pray You, from Toteg Tribe, written by Joseph Wilson. Lady, we pray you, open the gateway, open the gateway for us now, Lady, we Pray, You open the gateway. Open the gateway for us now. So we may dance in the circle of light. Open the gateway for us now. Children of earth now, come to the temple. Come to the temple of the gods. Children of earth now, come to the temple. Come to the temple of the gods. So we may dance in the circle of light. Come to the Temple of the Gods. We make our prayers to heal the Earth, Mother. Heal the Earth, Mother, we do pray. We make our prayers to heal the Earth, Mother. Heal the Earth, Mother, we do pray. So we may dance in the circle of life. Heal the Earth, Mother, we do pray. Lady, we pray you open the gate. Way open the gate. Way for us now, Lady, we pray you open that gate. Way open the gate, way for us now. So we may dance in your circle of light. Open the gate, way for us now.
1: And we're back with Millennial Pagan Podcast, and of course we have uh, Duran the the Badger Bard, yeah, here with us. So um, I know uh, you, you kind of touched a little bit on the uh, on the bardic tradition. Uh-huh. Um, I know you have this very wonderful laid out description of pretty much what what the bardic tradition entails how to how to become and how to essentially work the magic of the bard um and i know that there might be some listeners out there who have always kind of wondered what a uh, what a bard is what a bard does what traditions a bard might have Okay. And uh, I know that you are, uh, actually we were talking off air, Uh and you have actually something in the works.
2: That's right. I'm currently writing a book um, on a scholarly approach to um, how to become a bard, and the working title right now is How to Become a Bard in 1,000 Difficult Lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Not 100.
0: 100.
2: Yeah, it's going to be five hundred. It won't be a comedy book. There will be a little humor in there, but it's going to talk everything about the history of the bards to modern day, uh, to uh, ancient bards that we know of, to the bards of the Middle Ages and uh, modern day bards, and how one can actually become a bard if they feel a calling to using music in order to go ahead and help them direct magic and energy and
1: change in a more positive world with it. This actually intrigues me because I just got the tingles
0: not not those tables okay all right that. no no
1: because because uh, to 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 hear somebody talk so passionate passionately about not just music but using music in a magical form it's something that's that's actually been intriguing me a lot recently so i kind of think that this is uh, a very very apropos podcast today because it's something that i've always kind of wa- wanted to not necessarily be influenced in, but Uh kind of learn about using the magic side of music. Oh,
2: very good. It's kind of interesting how um, it all kind of started, the Bardic uh, Ways. Um, Real brief history lesson. Many, many centuries ago in ancient Ireland and throughout um, early um, Celtic um, Britain and uh, Europe, the Bards were um, a unique group of people that... um, had a very very high status especially in Ireland um, they were second only to the king in fact it kind of went this way although a lot of people may disagree it was king, bard and then um, the queen and everybody else because a bard could do a wonderful thing for you if you're a king back in the ancient day they kept track of uh, the lineages of all the people all the great warriors all the great stories and the songs of all the peoples and they traveled from village to village bringing news from the high king's court the ardery of Ireland uh, which means high king, and going from place to place. They were like walking encyclopedias. They were like the early form of the internet. They would go and visit the children and teach them songs. They would go meet with the people discussing the latest medicines and healing techniques. They'd go meet with the um, druids and uh, other healers and talk about uh, the latest rituals that were in use. They'd talk to um, the people about philosophy, and uh, then they'd go on to the next town and do this. Imagine getting a degree in law, getting a degree in music, getting a degree in medicine, and um, also political science. And then going from village to village doing this, uh, of course, teaching them how to play the harp and other musical instruments. That's what the ancient bards used to do. Wow! And it's quite a path. I, I never thought I'd be called one of them. Um, and it's interesting that now they call me a bard. And um, I um, had a funny thing happen to me that kind of solidified everything. Many years ago, um, I about 20 years old, all of a sudden I started to be able to rhyme. This is before rap became real popular. Just rhymes came so easily to me. Like I could walk down the street and do a rhyme. I could do it simply all the time. I could do it as you look at me. I could do it as I cop a play. You know, on and on and on. I could just keep rhyming and rhyming like I was a modern-day rapper before rap was popular. And then when I was at uh, shows at the Renaissance fairs, I noticed the wind would pick up and blow and get incredibly intense if I went ahead and came to a crescendo with my, my rhymes. I had no idea. I was calling up and directing power and energy no one had told me what i was up to and i, I just thought i well, <laughs> i just wanted to make a buck i want to entertain the people they throw me a dollar you know and here i was you know manipulating energies in ways i didn't even know this uh, led me to understand that there's a lot more going on here than meets the eye but um to be a bard one has to be, number one, passionate about music. You've got to like the music. Or you just love to be a journalist and write and write and write. Or you love to be a writer of a book and you just want to get that message out and share something with everybody. That's a start right there. Or you want to go ahead and speak to people. Or you want to write poetry. Or you want to be an incredible um, performing artist in some way or another. <clears throat> then... The next thing that happens is um, one learns about uh, the various traditions, um, not only um, the traditions of all the various religions, but also of all the pagan religions, all the um, uh, heathen religions, and uh, the druidic path. And next thing they do after that is uh, go on and uh, just study, 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 and learn. And I guess the most important thing is whenever you're up there as a bard, whether you're performing or talking to a group or teaching. Um, is to go ahead and reach out, get the attention of everybody, direct their energies so that you're creating an energy circuit with them, and you are eventually able to, with your music, uh, reach into their brains and start sending your thoughts to them. It's called entrainment, something my old bardic master, Joe Bethencourt, taught me a long time ago, where you can actually focus your energy to them and actually learn a lot more than they ever would have been able to learn otherwise. My running joke is that uh, entertainers entertain, you probably have a nice happy moment and forget about it later. But... But bards can impact you and make you stop and think about it for the next week or the next year and make you feel driven to go into a positive direction do something wonderful. Now, one thing about the ancient bards. They not only did all this cool stuff, but they also could do the most deadly thing in their day. They could make a satire. They could make fun mm. of somebody and mm. their reputation be permanently destroyed. No one would listen to you anymore if you're the king and you, you screwed up. And so the bard would make up a song or a story to go ahead and satirize you. And sort of like what Weird Al Yankovic would do. Most people would laugh. But back in those days, heads would roll and people would lose their positions because that's the last thing on earth you wanted to do is have a bard satirize you and make fun of you because you had screwed up majorly. So, the power that the spoken and sung word have and the written word are incredible, so the bardic arts are a lot more involving uh, a lot more involved than most people think and um, something I'd like to share with anybody uh, here that bards primarily use performing and visual arts and written poems and stories to teach and send an important message, heal, and inspire often under the guise of quote entertainment." And bards are like, you know, the SEAL team's performers' teachers. They use the concept of entrainment, sending an important message um, via magic subliminally. And bards are often jack of all trades and masters of some. Man, I've, I've done everything from work as a CB in the military to um, being a salesman to uh, being a music teacher to being a classroom teacher to uh, have uh, done a whole bunch of other jobs including building safety inspections. But in that, those paths all bla- basically relate to the bard because these are experiences you use to write the songs, tell the stories of the people. You're out there digging the trenches, working in the sweaty situation, seeing what people go through. And I got a wonderful job years ago had me visit all these different people of every business known to man. I wrote technical reports about it as a safety surveyor, and it made me learn a lot about people and folks, and I could use that in my music to reach other people. That's something special that a a bard does. For whatever audience you're trying to reach, whatever they are, you want to tailor-make that music or performance for that group. You wouldn't sing necessarily the same to a bunch of children that you would to a bunch of executives at a corporation or a bunch of people that are at a pagan pride event. You would go ahead and tailor-make the direct energy that you want to use with the music and magic to them so that they would go ahead and be able to reach out and understand where you're coming from. Basically reach into a a basic area of, oh, yeah, I understand that, and then you build from there. So that's a little bit more about the Bardic art. As you can see, there's a lot of it involving um, (laughs) elements. Um, also, true bards can cast a magical circle around them and energy as they perform and instruct. That's something you probably already noticed around here, yeah. the energy level mm-hmm. changing since the, the weird guy with the, the funny beard, that's me, walked into the room. <laughs> <laughs> true. <Two. laughs> but, um, you know, um, I, I didn't believe this until I, I heard this from uh, my old bardic master. He said, you're a bard. Wherever you go, you actually are casting circles. As soon as you engage people and pull them in mm-hmm. with you, you now have them engaged and listening and talking to you and like I said, bards know their audience and what will captivate them. Now, the bardic arts can be learned, and you don't have to have a lot of talent, in music, storytelling, writing to be a bard if that's your heart's desire. I've known many people that weren't that musically talented, but they practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced, and they blew the pants off the people who had more talent because they were able to um, learn techniques that the people with talent never bothered to try and learn and do. And so somebody who has in their heart to be a bard, you can do it. You just got to practice it. In fact, um, I, I didn't think I had much of a voice you know, for years until a professional singer came by and heard me just sing. A little bit. And he came back to me later and said, wow, what a great voice you have. Oh, man, thank you so much. I In college, he told me I couldn't sing at all. What are they talking about? You can carry a tune. You can carry a tune in a bucket. Don't listen to those people. You go out there, man, and keep singing. And I did. And here I am now recording music. I, I thought I'd just be
1: playing instruments all my life. I never knew I could actually sing and, and help people with my voice. Mm-hmm, so it's amazing. Right. And that, that's the biggest thing, the biggest misconception about about talent. It's not about just being able to do it it's the practice that you put behind mm-hmm. it, and the passion yes. that you have. That's why. That's why I love shows like like America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. The people that win those shows are people that have worked hard. They never got their foot in the door, but they're passionate about it. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, definitely. Bard some. Um, you don't have to be an expert as a bard in theater arts, but I encourage people to do that. If they want like a no path of study, they can do, well, of course, pick an instrument you like. Hey, guitar and piano is great. You can sing along with it if you want to go that route, and that's a good way to go. But also, go ahead and um, learn about theater arts. Learn mm-hmm. about um, voice modulation, and go to improv, because bards were great improvisationalists with their poetry and their music, and that's an important element, yes. the bardic path. Very and one true. thing we do in our bardic practice is a little different that my master taught me is that... In the in the pagan world, we have the goddess. We've got the god. But in the bardic world, at least for me and, and with Joe Bethancourt, as he taught me, we have something unusual. There is a neutral third entity, the holy fool. He's known as, or he, or really it's known as Hayoka. It is the clown. It is the comedian. It is Cocopele. It is the uh, coyote in the ancient traditions all around the world. Every major religion and tradition has got the holy fool who will teach you through humor something important. And if you don't listen to them, you may die. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, think Loki in the Norse pantheon. Here we have someone who in the original Eddas, the poetic Eddas, the younger and elder Eddas, by Snorri Stirlsson from the 14th century in Iceland. Um, here we have someone who is a, a god, literally, um, of misbehavior. But his misbehavior is incredibly positive when he's on good behavior. But when he's negative, he is like one of the most disastrous things around. So it's sort of like here's ultimate chaos creating at the same time and humor is very strange because when you think about the elements of humor that we use a lot in the bardic arts mm-hmm. it's like two take, taking two totally unrelated subjects and smashing them together like two trains at 100 miles an hour and finding why that's fine <laughs> you know yeah. two, and that's just another element of the bardic art okay.
0: so i have a few questions up until your book comes out which will be a fantastic useful tool oh thank I mean, you how would you if somebody came up to you and said I want to be a bard how do I be a bard or if somebody sent you an email and are on the opposite side of the world and said I heard you on Millennial Pagan Podcast how do I become a bard
2: run like hell it ain't worth it man <laughs> Oh, you will suffer, you will freeze, you will burn, you will sing, you will perform, and nobody will listen to you and you think, what am I doing out here? It is probably one of the most lonely, discouraging paths around because it all involves you being present for other people and being a part of their world first before you bring them into yours, the Bardic Arts. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to learn where you've got to learn about the people that you're with and you're trying to speak to or perform to. And all of a sudden you have this burning desire in your heart to go ahead and want to share something with them a story you've learned or made up a song you've heard or made up you want to act out a little bit of a play for them or you want to write a book that would be entertaining for them Um, or you want to go ahead and write a book that would possibly cause a change in them Mm -hmm. um, for a positive direction not that you're trying to go out and and fix every world worldly problem but you have this desire to get out there and perform for somebody and use the energies around you well how does one become a bard? Number one, I recommend, hey, find something you like to do that involves reaching out to people in a public forum, whether it's um, reading a story, reading a poem, um, creating a story on written format, um, or singing, or playing some music, something like that. Now, you don't have to be an expert at it, but just practice at it and keep taking lessons on it from anybody and everyone that will teach you how to become a better performer and presenter. Take public speaking. Take theater arts. Next, learn everything you can about the sciences. Everything about science. Those wonderful Science Channel shows have a lot to do with energy and the planets. They apply right to what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Science and I think magic will eventually be a science down the road and will be figured out to be just as such. Next thing is learn about the cultures of all the different peoples that are out there. Sociology. Sociology take a comparative religions, learn what makes the Buddhists laugh, what makes um, the Episcopalians get snockered, what makes uh, various people do all the crazy things that they do in every faith. Um, why do they handle snakes? You know, for the snake handlers of Appalachia. Why do we have um, all these incredible people doing all these incredible things? Why do people raise their hands and shout, Hallelujah, and other people just quietly get on their knees? Find out what's going on with all those folks. And, of course, while you're at it, learn everything you can about the Wiccan Path, the Astro Path, the Norse Path, and on and on and on it goes and while you're at it the ancient celtic path is a great one i think the druids are fantastic plug for the druids <laughs> <laughs> so plug
0: for the druids what is the school of or the order of the druids bards or did, did, did you know the word
2: okay <laughs> there's um there's a uh, three major groups out there of uh druids mm-hmm. and um first off um the druids are dead they're gone. We we only have a few writings left from the ancient um, people that were their enemies that conquered them. They left no formal writings really themselves. So all the Druids we have today are modern day Druids. It's basically mm-hmm. reconstructed, redirected, but they're getting into nature, having people go into nature and feel the energies there and redirecting them to the rituals and everything else. Um, there's one major group that I, I joined and I'm currently taking a correspondence course through, and that's the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids that are in England. That thing. Yeah. That's the one. And for that <laughs> You just go online and look them up, and you pay a fee, and uh, they'll send you an introductory packet. If you like it, you can uh, commit to joining them, and every month they will send you something um, to either read or study or listen to, your choice. And um, after a year of all this, you can write a report about everything you've done and see if you want to go into the next phase. There's also a group called uh, Arndrock Fane. It was started by Isaac Bonwitz. I worked with him, with him at a workshop years and years ago. where Ooh. I presented music and, nice. and magic. He just happened to be with us. He wasn't part of my workshop, but mm-hmm. I just happened to be on the same uh, uh event that he was on so i got to talk to him at length in fact he rode in our car for eight hours all the way from las vegas oh nice <laughs> so we got to talk to the head bard uh, there yeah. the arch druid himself um there's also um the group um which uh, independent groups are started like i've got to give a plug to my dear friends with the uh, grove of the rising phoenix mm-hmm. um who are also an incredible druid group here locally and um there, those are the ones that I'm, I'm familiar with. There's also uh, Reconstituted Orders. There's, I think, the American Order of Druids, and a number of them. Just Google Druids on the site uh, and boy, <laughs> right. it'll pop up more things you can shake a stick at. But you don't have to be a Druid to be a Bard. Although Bards are a part of the of the Druid path, not all uh, druids or bards—it's kind of funny how you think about that. And not all bards want to be druids, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just a part of our historical background. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something important. And uh, to me, I, I think of the the bards, like I said earlier, like um, kind of like Gandalf, wandering from village to village, sharing good good cheer and everything mm-hmm. else, but using an instrument instead of a magic wand. So in order to be a bard, um, I wish you well on your journey. Contact me if I can be of any assistance. When my book comes out, read it, and it's suitable for framing or wrapping fish. (laughs) I hope you find it interesting. And remember, you have to look at the world from a humorous standpoint. The whole existence the goddess created, uh, I think when she created the uh, existence that we know is all creation, she was laughing. And that's what I'd like to kind of leave everybody thinking about, because humor is such an important thing. If you don't believe me, grab a Weird Al Yankovic album go to town.
0: So uh, we're going to take yeah. a short break here, and then we're going to dive into talking about the different songs that you have heard and will hear.
2: I'd like to play for you "Hikate," a song that I wrote in honor of the goddess Hikate. It's an original song, melody, and music by myself, Duran the Badger Bard. Ecarte show us your secret ways. Ecarte guide us through all our Kate, you are the old great goddess of mystery, bringing divination gifts so we may see beneath the shadow veil and into prophecy as we scry in your dark and empty. Ancient Mother, show us your secret ways. Akate, Akate he guide us through all your days. Ancient goddess of magic, the craft, and the hidden ways. Holding torch of light to guide us with its flame heaven and the keys to bring us wisdom soon goddess of the dark and waiting room hey hey, ancient mother show us your secret ways hey, God, hey God, guide us through all our days. You are the darkness and the light you eclipse the sun. Guide us through your doorway when our days are done. Mighty crone of darkness, praise her, everyone. You create death and birth, make us all as one. Ancient Mother, show us your secret way. Eccarte, ye he guide us through all our days.
1: All right, and we are back again um, now. Uh, for those of you that, of course, have been listening, uh, we you've just heard uh, two songs, great yeah. songs th- during the breaks. Um, but something that that we kind of wanted to get into a little bit is kind of the 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 music aspect of it, the actual songs that you have um, already already in the bank, and you know things that you got you got coming up too. You know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I know that you you probably have a little. Uh, some questions for him about the about the music
0: well so we already have listened to two different songs and i know one of them you personally wrote
1: elicata yes
0: yes and so at, from those two songs i'm sure there's stories about why you picked them for us and how they came about and in, in your writing and why you love singing them so i I'd,
2: Oh, hell, they're just the first three things I found in my book. I just threw them in the guitar case. Good to go.
0: (laughs) I can accept that. No, that's not what it
2: is. (laughs) No. um, uh, Lady, we pray you is dear to my heart um, because it was the song that Joe Wilson, the very first Mm -hmm. man who initiated me into the shamanic arts back in 1985, Temple of the Elder Gods. is a song we used to sing every Friday night during our ritual. And it would all involve a little bit of dancing, and we'd hold hands and, and circle uh, around him. And children of earth now come to the temple, we'd actually walk in a circle all the way around. So it was an incredible thing uh, that happened. When he passed away, it was a great loss to me. So I wanted to make sure that that got recorded and out there as an honor to him, mm-hmm. um, my first teacher. Uh Hakate. I didn't know very much about her and, her. and as the more I learned about her, the more fascinating she became to me. And I did a ton of research and, and I was floundering. I couldn't come up with a melody. And all of a sudden, just like magically appeared to me the main <laughs> chorus in the, in the shower. I mean, it's just, boom, it's just like, it, perfect. Just the Nice place for Ancient mother, show us your ancient ways. It just wrote itself. And I'm like, wow. That's when I know I'm really being carried in the bosom of the goddess. She's mm-hmm. directing me to do this. So that's how that one came about. Well, let's see, here I was in the water element thinking about the goddess on earth. So, well, of course it happened. <laughs> <laughs> People sing the shower. They also create the shower, too. Yes. Um, no, they don't procreate in the shower that I know of. But anyway, um, getting back it's to this. It's not
0: comfortable <laughs> to do that. Shower. Anyway, no. it, it amuses me Too that you picked... Too much information. <laughs> That's this podcast. Yep. Um, it amuses me that you picked Hecate because she's one of my patron goddesses. Yeah, she's
2: incredible. Mm-hmm. She's the god. She's the only goddess that um, was one of the early titans that still was kept by the uh, Greek gods. And uh, she basically stands interdimensionally, the three mm-hmm. phases of her. She holds the keys to all the dimensions. She was like the female version of Doctor Who but a mortal version of Doctor Who before Doctor Who was ever even written by the mm-hmm. British.
0: And she has the ability to see future past and present. Oh, yes. Um, Simultaneously. She is the only Titan Zeus didn't slay and Zeus actually honors her above himself.
2: Yeah, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And the third song uh, which we're about to hear in a little bit is a comedy song that I wrote because, man, we bards, we love to take a popular tune like Weird Al and flip it upside down. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about what it's like to be a pagan. Lord, it's hard mm-hmm. to be <laughs> you know I was trying to do a total reversal instead of a Lord it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way so I said Goddess, it's hard to be pagan when you're imperfect in every way so I was doing a whole reversal of what it's like talking about some of the downsides of, uh, of being a, 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 a bard or a wiccan <laughs> Now you have to deal with it day to day basis but we laugh at ourselves pick ourselves up dust ourselves off don't take yourself too seriously and we go on from there Humor is a very important part of our life.
0: And yeah. I believe um, for our Instagram followers, they recently saw a picture of a um, CD that you handed me, Bard of the Wayward Highway. Wandering Highways. Oh, sorry, Wandering Highways. I
2: am wayward. Thank you. I like that even better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, part two. It's there your you. new one's name. So I'm seeing 12 songs here. Um, how many of these songs are written by you?
1: Oh,
2: how many written by me? Oh, it's been a few years. Okay. I, I went ahead and um, I wrote uh, Black Arrow and um, The Bardic Battle. So two of those songs are mine. One is My Lady Wife's. The one we opened with is Bard of the Wandering Highway. Mm-hmm. The other ones are famous traditional songs, which include Green Sleeves, Gypsy Rover, Three Jolly Coachmen, um, The Ballad of the Three Kings. Uh, a song was uh, written by... Uh, a friend of mine many years ago whose nickname was Hedge Williams and it was called Scourge of the Orkney Islands all about some sheep that attack other people. Oh goodness. (laughs) And And the Bardic Battle is my favorite. It's the one that closes the album. Um, One stormy night the wind blew chill but hot was passion's flame. Two bards stood on a hilltop engaged in deadly game for two mighty kings had fought that day their armies to a draw and now their bards would end the fight as decreed by law. And I really enjoyed writing that song. I saw Lightning Storm back in 1995 with my sister-in-law's in in Simi Valley when I went out to visit them around Yuletide. And it just gave me this inspiration for these two bards basically using their magical powers fighting a battle to decide which one of the two armies would be the victor. But they're battling using music and magic.
1: I, I, I would watch a movie with that. That would actually be kind of kind of <laughs> awesome.
2: Hey, please donate heavily here to the Millennium Project.
1: We want to get this off the ground. Thank you. This has been a paid political bardic announcement.
0: Paid <laughs> like, political like, bardic. Like
1: yeah. think of it, because I, I could actually I could actually see this like two two barges just standing just standing out in out in the wilderness and just just kind of just back and forth and then every Outlander time
0: Outlander style Outlander style yeah every
1: <laughs> time they strum just <laughs> weapons come out or just like like the the music itself turns into. A battle right there.
0: Now that we've said Outlander style, I can't not see the 80s effects and the the (laughs) tricolored musical notes attacking each other.
2: (laughs) Well, you just got to invite me back and sing that one for you guys next time. There you (laughs) go.
0: Or, well.
2: Badger Bart original.
0: We'll start uh, playing some of this music and telling people more and more about.
2: Thank you. Bless your hearts. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be doing another CD coming on up here, uh, which is basically children's music. I wanted to go ahead and write some uh, songs that would be of interest. Um, For example, it really bothered me that there was nothing um, around that had songs about our incredible friends out there um, in the wilderness of our desert community here around Phoenix. I wrote a song called, Little McDonald Had a Ranch how he sells his farm from Ohio, and he goes on out, and on his ranch was a scorpion, E-I-E-I-O, with a sting sting here and a sting sting there. You better watch out. You better beware. You're going to get stung. Ow! Old McDonald had a ranch, <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. And the trashles come out, and the Gila monsters and the coyotes and the havaloos. It's a grand old fun time, folks! <laughs>
1: I like that.
0: So... What's really hilarious is... Um, so i when got a
2: number of children's songs working on, and I'd like to do some more original. Um, uh, my next one's going to be uh, called um, Real Magical Music. I'm sorry, Amber, I interrupted you. I
0: apologize. No, you're fine. I was just going to say it was funny because when I'm bored at work, I look up the news, and a local news video popped up where a dog and a coyote were playing mm-hmm. in Tempe. And it, like At first, I, was gonna, I opened the video to watch, and I'm like, they can't really be playing... And there was tails of wagon and hunches down and running around like crazy and having themselves a good old time. The coyote ran up to the person who was videotaping and she freaked out and started running backwards into her house. And the coyote's like,
1: what? <laughs> I just wanted to play. Do you have food?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it so
2: was adorable. Next album will be um, called. Um, I'm going to use my name, and each one will have real kids' music. Then we'll have real magical music mm-hmm. coming up, or or real or real uh, real music for rituals. is Something I'd like to do here nice. in the future, and we'll lead it off with a cadi. So,
0: okay. oh, lovely.
2: So, yep, album in the works. Got a couple working on right now, mm-hmm. and I got to give a plug. Um, I'll be performing at the Flagstaff Folk Festival again this year. Okay. and looking forward to performing again at Pagan Pride around the valley mm-hmm. and um, also I'll be performing here I, I do a lot of uh, benefits that Something Bards do I performed uh, for the American Legion performed for the Veterans Administration mm-hmm. done shows for them I'll be performing for my third year at one of my biggest venues about 4,000 people um, here at the um, Arizona Kidney uh, Walk put on by the Arizona Kidney Foundation which will be on the 28th of April mm-hmm. over here at a very small place you've probably never even heard of called State Farm Stadium you know and I'll be performing there for all the folks that are walking around and uh, doing the laps.
0: So now you yes. know where you can go and listen to Badger in person.
1: Oh, but Bring your earplugs, <laughs> please. They will be passed out free of charge. <laughs> now, if uh, if anybody wanted to find your music online or uh, follow follow your adventures... Uh, how would we do so? Well, guys, I hate to tell you this.
2: I need to put that silly album out there for people to purchase, listen to, download, and have fun with or throw around the room. Um, I will be doing that shortly here. Um, I'm. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook. On Look under Badger Bard. You'll find a lot about me. And eventually we'll have links from there so you can go ahead and, and purchase uh, one of the uh, songs and download it or purchase the whole album and download it. And if you like it, I'll go ahead and send you an autographed album. Uh, I'll send my autograph on any album that you like That you want to purchase uh, With your choice of banana peel or orange peel Just let me know which one included in the envelope <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that
0: Well hold on folks Right after we discuss the whole What's going on pagan world We're going to have one last song It's going to be that humor song So don't go too far But what's going on in the world on the 20th of March? We're having a really special day. It's going to be Ostara and a full moon. And I think I've read that this is one of the only times in the past 100 years that the full moon and Ostara occur at the same time. So very powerful magic day. Focus on that. Um, As most of us know, we are in mercury retrograde so <laughs>
1: no, 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 hold on let, let me let me just say something here really quick about mercury retrograde no
0: it's not going to be very freddy
1: no 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 okay. i i i think it's one of those things because I, I was actually talking to uh to a friend of mine she said man this mercury retrograde is really kicking me in the butt huh. and i was like you know what let your mercury be more freddy than retrograde because you have the power to become your own queen and oh she, and she just looked at me and she's like powerful. You added a, Very good, nice. you mm-hmm. added a good part to it. I, I, definitely. I, okay. Yeah. And, and and she and a couple days later she actually came back to me and she's like, You know what? Ever since you told me that, i I really felt the power and the energy just to be able to fix everything that I've needed to fix in the past couple of weeks. Ooh. Thank you. Nice. So just remember you have the ability to become your own queen use it
0: king monarch whatever you want royalty use your own devices but you are Mm
1: -hmm.
0: crowned yes so
2: oh one more thing none of you should be afraid the fact that mercury is in retrograde go ahead and do the spell do it all do it well you will go ahead and pass this way and mercury will have it say and guess what hermes will rule the day if you let him have his way
0: That well, if you're still after all those positive words that we're giving to you, a little upset about this retrograde, it ends on the 28th, so we're almost done, guys. Oh, god, we're all going to die. Um, also, a big thing for Aquarians, Mars enters Gemini on the 30th and stays there until the 15th. Um, it, it's Excellent. It's actually a really good thing for us because in the past two years, we haven't had really good luck and love. So if you already have somebody that you're, that is your spouse, partner, whatever you want to call them, um, stuff's going to get better. If you don't, get your butt out there and do what you want to do with it
2: yeah definitely
0: all righty and so that's about it for what's going on in the world you know Jira, i have a question
1: what's that question
0: supporting us on patreon is it worth it
1: oh i honestly think it is worth it see not only do tell if if you pretty much pledge to give us a dollar every month we say your name right here on the show we give you a big thank you and a big uh, audible hug that we, that we do these, this show with. Air hugs. Air hugs. And then, of course, if you support us at the $5 level, not only do you get one of our awesome buttons and stickers, but you also get an exclusive monthly mini-sode where we talk about different things other than what you would hear here during a regular show. Yes. And we kind of were talking, discussing, we're thinking about adding another tier. Mm -hmm. We're not really sure 100% what we're going to put in that tier yet, but it will be our $10 tier. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to help support us a little bit more, keep your eyes open for that because there's going to be other exclusive content. Coming to you with that Along with everything else
0: Yes And if you follow us on Instagram You saw Be Reckless posted Her exclusives Those cards are brand new Those buttons are gorgeous And that sticker is stickable anywhere And it will survive the day I'll raise for my
2: wallet right now <laughs> <laughs> Folks this is a great thing to donate to And I am a matter of my word We're donating to it right now Ooh, Oh yeah. Thank you out the wall Let's keep this wonderful thing going <laughs> there thank-
0: Oh thank you We'll,
1: we'll right. make sure to get those for you bless your hearts
0: Alrighty, so you can find us on patreon facebook instagram and the twitters jara i know you just came back from an awesome trip and had some fantastic pictures on instagram that people might want to see Sweet. how did they find that instagram
1: well of course my instagram is haggard underscore haggard underscore cosplay mm-hmm. just remember 1g and haggard um but yeah we we went to disneyland we had an awesome time and i actually got to tell you really quick Magic works even mechanically. So, here's the thing. <gasps> no! Yes. No! So Say this and so. We actually went to uh, Pirate Island, Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer mm-hmm. Island, where Fantasmic is performed. And the last few times that I've been there, I never got to see Murphy, the big dragon who always breaks down. I stood over the spot where Murphy comes out. I just did a little spell just standing there. Mm-hmm. i was like i need this to happen this is this is something that needs to happen for me tonight later that night we were sitting we were watching and all of a sudden out from the depths of the island comes the big beautiful maleficent dragon whose name is murphy working in perfect condition so it was really a big magical thing for me to just witness that oh that's that's wonderful that's something Um, but also if you guys want to follow me on my Twitter, I know I don't really interact too much on Twitter, but I'm going to start getting, getting into that a little bit more. Of course, it's at Jarrah Stone.
0: Yay. Thank you.
1: Where do we find all your stuff?
0: Oh, well, you can find me on Facebook at Autumn Wolf, Wolf Ends with an E. You can also find me on the Twitters, same spelling. And you can find me at the WordPress at Iron Wolf Circle. And i know i say this every time i'll eventually write something i swear
2: (laughs) yes
1: right 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 i think everybody understands right now your focus is on the podcast because we're still we're we're, still in our building phase and we're grateful for these podcasts thank
2: thank you amber what a wonderful thing you everybody here is doing
0: Badge, i love you i've known you for like four years my name's not amber
2: okay amber (laughs)
0: Okay, it's a funny story. We'll end with this funny story right before the song. That was a thing that went on for a little while. He wears amber uh, on rings. So he would always go, this is why I equate you with this. And I'm like, no, I'm the season. Tis the season.
2: Her name should be Amber. She looks like an amber. (laughs) It's the hair. It's oh, the hair. All right. Sorry about that.
0: You know you're Autumn. fine. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was It was amusing. I felt bad because every time you saw me after I called you out on it, you were like, Autumn. And I'm like, mm, you can call me whatever you want.
2: <laughs> well, goddess gave me the gift of playing instruments and took away the ability to remember
1: names. <laughs> I can't remember people's names at all.
0: Anyway, so we're going to end now with that song.
1: Mm-hmm. But from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, marry me, merry part, and, and marry me again. again!
2: Oh goddess, it's hard to be pagan When you're imperfect in every way I don't want to look in that mirror See if I've lost weight today You inspire me to write your music And sing it the best that I can Oh, goddess, it's hard to be pagan But I'm doing the best that I can Well, I used to have a big audience Till they all saw my pentagram And found out I do spells and music they ran away fast as one can. Well, I'm glad I found me another audience, and I hope that they don't get scared of me. Because the bardic path often gets lonesome, like Odin hanging down from that tree. Oh, goddess, it's hard to be pagan, but I try when you're imperfect in every way. I don't want to look in the mirror, To see if I've lost weight today You inspire me to write your music And sing it the best that I can Oh goddess, it's hard to be pagan But I'm doing the best that I can Well I guess you could say I'm a loner A pagan cowboy tough and proud I could have lots of friends if I wanted If I just didn't sing so damn loud, some folks think I'm a space case. When I sing my song about Han Solo, I guess that they don't understand me, for the bardic's path walking I know. Oh goddess, it's hard to be pagan, everyone, when you're perfect in every way. I don't want to look in the mirror, I don't want to look in the mirror to see if I've lost weight see if i've lost weight that day you inspire me to write your music and sing it the best that i can oh goddess it's hard to be pagan oh goddess it's hard to be bardic but i'm doing the best that i can It's a badge of our ritual. <laughs> <laughs>